The multiverse adventure Everything Everywhere All at Once is expanding into wider release this weekend, unless you're in a universe where it isn't expanding. Or, you know, like a smaller city. Because it's not there either. Hello everybody, I'm Dan Merle here with my review for one of my most anticipated films for 2022. I had to drive a little ways to see it, but it was ultimately worth it. I'm talking about Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, which has been the buzz of the movie world for the last few weeks. After its premiere on the festival circuit, it's been in very limited release for the last couple weeks. It's now expanding into wider release this weekend, and reportedly even wider release next weekend. So if it's not near you this week, keep your fingers crossed, it may just be close to you by this time next week. Everything Everywhere All at Once is from the directing team of Daniels, also known as Dan Kwan and Daniel Scheinert, who are also behind one of my favorite movies of 2016, Swiss Army Man, which is another A24 film that was incredibly imaginative, but firmly out of the mainstream, which by the way, I don't think is a bad thing. Daniels also co-produced the film along with another filmmaking duo that you may have heard of, Joe and Anthony Russo, who apparently wanted to get in on some of this multiverse action as well. Michelle Yeoh stars as Evelyn Wong, a laundromat owner who's dealing with a crumbling business, an aging father, a dissatisfied husband, and a daughter who is slowly slipping away from her. During an audit meeting with a crusty IRS agent, Evelyn is confronted by another version of her husband, Waymond, and told that the multiverse is in danger and that she may be the key to saving all of existence. What follows is a mind-bending journey through reality as Evelyn gathers knowledge from countless versions of herself to battle the multiversal threat, Joe while struggling to maintain her own sense of self as realities begin to blur. And I know that that sounds like a lot, but that doesn't even really scratch the surface of what this movie has to offer, because infinite realities also offer infinite creative possibilities, and we get so many different versions of Evelyn in this movie. There's the version of Evelyn that we meet at the beginning of the film, there's a version that's a movie star, there's a version of Evelyn that lives in a world where people have hot dogs for fingers. Every time you think this movie has reached peak insanity, it just decides to one-up itself and surprise you around every corner, including one of the most unexpected and yet satisfying Pixar references that I never could have imagined I would see walking into the theater. And one sign of a great movie is that walking out of the theater, I had so many different things that I'm going to talk about, and I'm going to address a lot of them here in this review, but this is one of those movies that you're going to want to maybe see again, that you're going to want to talk about, that you're going to want to go back and look at the little details that are spread throughout the movie. This is one of my favorite types of movies because it's not just a passion movie, it actively engages you as a viewer. So there's a lot of stuff that I'm going to cover and I'm probably going to be talking for a while, but keep in mind, this isn't even really close to all the stuff that I could talk about with this movie because it is so packed full of great things. At the center of the movie is Michelle Yeoh as Evelyn, and it seems like Hollywood recognized Michelle Yeoh as a great actress sometime in the early 2000s and then like forgot about her for over a decade. This is a hallmark performance for Michelle Yeoh. I think this is going to be remembered as one of her best performances performances, maybe her best performance, although I think it's very possible that her best could still be ahead of her. Yo doesn't just have to play multiple versions of Evelyn, she also has to play all of them colliding in the consciousness of one person, an Evelyn who's targeted because she's the least prepared for this task. The sheer breadth of different notes that Yo has to hit in this movie is staggering, and yet she's also able to keep it centered on the core values and principles of her character, which is mainly her family and struggling to keep it all together across 
these different realities. I can't really call Kihi Kwan a discovery because most of us already know him from the Goonies and Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, but after nearly three decades largely outside the spotlight, what a reintroduction. Kihi Kwan's Wayman carries a lot of the movie's emotional weight, which is tough enough, but Kwan also has to transition seamlessly to the different versions of Wayman that transit Evelyn's reality, switching from genteel people pleaser to efficient fighter in a matter of seconds. He's also saddled with most of the movie's exposition, which in a movie this complicated is no easy task. And in interviews before this movie and during the press tour, Quan has been very, very upfront about the fact that he retired from acting two plus decades ago, not because he didn't like it, but because he grew frustrated with the lack of opportunity for Asian actors in Hollywood. I really hope that this movie means that that will never again be a problem for him, that there will be roles for him as long as he wants them, because he really is a revelation in this film. It is a fantastic performance. But I also hope it continues to overscore in the eyes of all studios and filmmakers that we should be telling stories from people of all nationalities. And I think that there's been some progress made in the past several years. Crazy Rich Asians, for example, is what Kihi Kwan has said inspired him to come back to the world of acting because he realized that those opportunities were there. Here we have a sci-fi action drama story centered exclusively around a Chinese family, yet telling a very relatable tale. And we've seen this with Pixar, with Turning Red. We saw it last year with Disney and Encanto. It's done, been done in animation. It's been done in live action. But I hope the success of these films keeps driving the point home that you can tell stories about people from different cultures and different nationalities, but they are also human stories that are relatable to everyone. And this conventional wisdom, this outdated wisdom from, let's say, a bunch of idiots in Hollywood about the fact that uh, stories about other cultures can be, quote-unquote, alienating to the mainstream moviegoer, again, whoever that is. Let's just get rid of that all together because we're seeing so many great stories featuring people from all around the world. Everything Everywhere All at Once is cast is stellar from top to bottom. I wasn't very familiar with Stephanie Hsu going into the film, although she is an accomplished actor largely on streaming shows like The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, but her performance really caught my attention. In one reality, she plays Joy, Evelyn's disaffected daughter, striving for her family's approval and unable to connect with her troubled mother, but in every other reality, she's the villainous Jobu Tupaki, whose goal is to escape the multiverse, even if it means destroying the fabric of reality. Sue comes from a place of insecurity early in the film to the ultimate confidence in playing this villain through the rest of the movie, and it is a transformation that is really staggering to watch. It's a really, really strong performance. As IRS agent Deirdre, Jamie Lee Curtis is just having a great time. Deirdre is largely a vessel representing whatever her current reality is, meaning that Curtis gets to do a lot of different things. Jamie Lee Curtis flits in and out of the movie, sometimes hilarious, sometimes horrifying, but always interesting. And it's great to see Jamie Lee Curtis and Michelle Yeoh, two actresses that some dum-dums in Hollywood, again using that outdated conventional wisdom, may say are past their prime, come in and absolutely dominate this movie. Yeoh and Curtis's scenes together are a joy to watch, and if somebody wanted to write a script and make a Thelma and Louise type road comedy starring both of them, sign me up because I would be first in line to watch that movie. Legendary actor James Hong portrays Gong Gong, Evelyn's father, and Joy's grandfather, and the 93-year-old legend who has hundreds of acting credits under his belt already hasn't lost a step, jumping from lost old man in one moment to savvy multiversal operative in the next. Other actors making an appearance include Jenny Slate and Harry Shum Jr. in one of the film's most satisfying roles. 
The movie's impeccable cast is matched by the talent behind the screen, and it really starts with Daniels. They are able to wield this premise, which could be a confusing premise, with the kind of confidence that you only find in filmmakers that have a true creative vision. And it really is a credit to them as filmmakers and writers that there was never a moment in this movie where I was lost or confused unless it was by design, in which case they would pull the curtain back shortly thereafter and take you on another crazy trip. The world of this movie is a great union between the work done by cinematographer Larkin Seipel and the work of a talented team of effects artists. At $25 million, everything, everywhere, all at once has a larger budget than a lot of A24 ventures, but every single dollar of that budget is on screen, used to craft dozens of distinct realities for the characters to inhabit. All of this is tied together by editor Paul Rogers, who inspired my healthy editor's envy, I'm going to say it's healthy, with his work in this film, and also music from Sun Lux, which complements the many worlds that we see in here over this two-plus-hour journey. But all of this technical prowess would be meaningless if this movie didn't have a great story, and that's what it is at its core. It is a movie about the infinite, and yet its real appeal lies in the intimate. As Evelyn learns that the one tie that binds all of her realities is the influence of connections, and whether they're shared or broken at critical times. Like so many heroes' journeys before, Evelyn's ultimately leads back home, and the lessons she learns are profound. Each of these characters is flawed, deeply flawed in their own way, and it's not until they can figure out who they are and why they are the way that they are that reality can begin to sort of mend itself. But inside these very personal stories, you have a movie that has comedy, horror, drama, sci-fi, mystery, martial arts, every kind of genre you can imagine, really every kind of movie really is inside this movie all at once. Everything Everywhere All at Once is one of those movies that has emerged from the festival circuits with that white hot buzz, with the great ticket sales and limited release. It looks like it's going to do pretty well as it begins to expand. And I think those are all factors that work really well in favor of the movie, but can also in a weird way work against it. With all the buzz around the film, I think there could be an instinct for some audience members to show up, even maybe a little cynically, and kind of sit back in their seat and go, all right, what do you got? Impress me. And this is not the kind of movie that you should just sit back in your chair and let wash over you. This is a movie that you need to engage with that requires your attention and your emotion and your scrutiny and it experiments with the very foundation of storytelling. It's a challenging movie, but it's worth the challenge, and it brings us back to the idea of mainstream filmmaking. And when we talk about mainstream filmmaking, I think a more apt description may be accessible filmmaking. Films that maybe have a bit of a lower point of entry, and I don't mean that in a snobbish way, I just mean that there are some movies that are easier for a general audience to access than others. And some of those, by the way, are great films, including recent films that have dealt with things like multiverses and love lost and found. There's nothing wrong with a film being mainstream or accessible, but not every film has to be. And in fact, I think that there are some movies like this one where you're going to face the choice of whether to take that next step and leap into the unknown and maybe experiment with the type of movie that requires a little bit more of a buy-in. And like Evelyn, 
Nolan, I think that if you choose to take that step with this movie, you're going to discover all sorts of things, some of them wonderful, some of them difficult, some of them beautiful, but ultimately worth the challenge. Everything Everywhere All at Once is a really great mix of things that everybody has seen and things that nobody has seen. Give it a shot. Maybe it's not going to be for you, but I really do think that this is going to be the kind of movie, it's really one of those where I envy younger moviegoers who haven't seen as many different movies because I think this is going to be one of those key movies for a lot of young film fans out there that go and see it in the way that I saw The Matrix and being John Malkovich back in 1999, you know, ages and ages ago, that opens their mind to the possibilities of what you can do with filmmaking. That's really what everything, everywhere, all at once puts on display. It shows you what you can do with the art and the craft and the form of film. And I think that there are going to be a lot of people that find it very energizing. I found it very energizing as a movie fan. I think it is probably something that I'm going to seek out perhaps before it leaves theaters uh, just to see again. And, and this time maybe I will kind of sit back and let it wash over me knowing the story, knowing where we're going. And I can take all of the different little details and, and just kind of let them soak in. So that is a big recommendation for me for everything, everywhere, all at once. Is it playing near you? Are you planning to see it? Maybe have I talked you into seeing it? I hope I didn't talk you out of seeing it because I don't want to make it sound like homework. It really, really is such a unique and wonderful and interesting movie. Let me know what you think down in the comments below. And as always, thank you for watching this review here on the channel. Before I go, I would like to thank the sponsor for today's review, Peloton. I watch a lot of movies, which means there's a lot of sitting in my life. And something that I actually got before the sponsorship even entered the picture was a Peloton tread. And now that we have it up and running, I'm actually up and running, but it's not just your typical treadmill. The same as a Peloton bike isn't your typical bike because Peloton also offers so many things, including classes. Classes for people of all skill types, whether you're just starting your workout journey, whether it's something you do two or three times a day, you can get classes not just for the bike and not just for running, but also for things like yoga and strength training and meditation and boxing, which is a new addition to the Peloton library. If burnout is a thing for you, you don't have to worry about it with Peloton because you could work out every single day of the month. You would never repeat a workout. It's a big draw for me because that has usually been one of the things that leads me to falling off of a workout routine is I get bored either because I'm walking the same route or I'm watching the same thing over and over. That's not going to happen with Peloton. And if you want to see even more of what they have to offer, you can head over to onepeloton.com. That's O-N-E-P-E-L-O-T-O-N.com to see everything they have to offer, both as far as their equipment and the classes that you can get. And I'd like to thank Peloton for sponsoring this review, and I'd like to thank you for watching it. I'll be back very soon looking at the box office on Charts with Dan on Monday, and we're getting into the heart of the summer box office season. This is almost like the lead-up because we've got the new Fantastic Beasts film and a lot of other things as we lead into Doctor Strange and more madness and multiverses and everything else going on. Thank you so much for watching. Stay safe, and I'll see you next time. Bye.